Part 1 of Chapter 6 of Pilot's Handbook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stefan Schweigert. Pilot's Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge by the FAA. Chapter 6. Aircraft Systems. Introduction. This chapter covers the primary systems found on most aircraft. These include the engine, propeller, induction, ignition, as well as the fuel, lubrication, cooling, electrical, landing gear, and environmental control systems. Power plant. An aircraft engine, or power plant, produces thrust to propel an aircraft. Reciprocating engines and turboprop engines work in combination with the propeller to produce thrust. Turbojet and turbofan engines produce thrust by increasing the velocity of air flowing through the engine. All of these power plants also drive the various systems that support the operation of an aircraft. Reciprocating Engines Most small aircraft are designed with reciprocating engines. The name is derived from the back and forth, or reciprocating, movement of the pistons which produces the mechanical energy necessary to accomplish work. Driven by a revitalization of general aviation, or GA, industry and advances in both material and engine design, reciprocating engine technology has improved dramatically over the past two decades. The integration of computerized engine management systems has improved fuel efficiency, decreased emissions, and reduced pilot workload. Reciprocating engines operate on the basic principle of converting chemical energy, fuel, into mechanical energy. This conversion occurs within the cylinders of the engine through the process of combustion. The two primary reciprocating engine designs are the spark ignition and the compression ignition. The spark ignition reciprocating engine has served as a power plant of choice for many years. In an effort to reduce operating costs, simplify design, and improve reliability, several engine manufacturers are turning to compression ignition as a viable alternative. Often referred to as jet fuel piston engines, compression ignition engines have the added advantage of utilizing readily available and lower cost diesel or jet fuel. The main mechanical components of the spark ignition and compression ignition engine are essentially the same. Both use cylindrical combustion chambers and pistons that travel the length of the cylinders to convert linear motion into the rotary motion of the crankshaft. The main difference between spark ignition and compression ignition is the process of igniting the fuel. Spark ignition engines use a spark plug to ignite a pre-mixed fuel-air mixture. Fuel-air mixture is the rate of weight of the fuel and weight of air in the mixture to be burned. A compression ignition engine first compresses the air in the cylinder, raising its temperature to a degree necessary for automatic ignition when fuel is injected into the cylinder. These two engine designs can further be classified as 1. Cylindrical arrangement with respect to the crankshaft, radial, in line, V-type, or opposed. 2. Operating cycle, 2 or 4. And 3. Method of cooling, liquid or air. Radial engines were widely used during World War II and many are still in service today. With these engines, a row or row of cylinders are arranged in a circular pattern around the crankcase. The main advantage of a radial engine is the favorable power to weight ratio, figure 6-1. Inline engines have a comparatively small frontal area, but their power-to-weight ratios are relatively low. In addition, the rearmost cylinders of an air-cooled inline engine receive very little cooling air, so the engines are normally limited to four or six cylinders. V-type engines provide more horsepower than inline engines and still retain a small frontal area. 
Continued improvements in engine design led to the development of a horizontally opposed engine, which remains the most popular reciprocating engines used on smaller aircraft. These engines always have an even number of cylinders, since a cylinder on one side of the crankcase opposes a cylinder on the other side. Figure 6-2 The majority of these engines are air-cooled and are usually mounted in a horizontal position when installed on fixed-winged airplanes. Opposed-type engines have a higher power-to-weight ratios because they have a comparatively small, lightweight crankcase. In addition, the compact cylinder arrangement reduces the fuel's frontal area and allows a streamlined installation that minimizes aerodynamic drag. Depending on the engine manufacturer, all of these arrangements can design to utilize spark or compression ignition and operate on either a two- or four-stroke cycle. In a two-stroke engine, the conversion of chemical energy into mechanical energy occurs over a two-stroke operating cycle. The intake, compression, power, and exhaust processes occur in only two strokes of the piston rather than the more common four strokes. Because a two-stroke engine has a power stroke each revolution of the crankshaft, it typically has a higher power-to-weight ratio than a comparable four-stroke engine. Due to the inherent inefficiency and disproportionate emissions of the earliest designs, use of the two-stroke engine has been limited in aviation. Recent advances in material and engine design have reduced many of the negative characteristics associated with two-stroke engines. Modern two-stroke engines often use conventional oil sumps, oil pumps, and full-pressure-fed lubrication systems. The use of direct fuel injection and pressurized air, characteristic of advanced compression ignition engines, make two-stroke compression ignition engines a viable alternative to the more common four-stroke spark ignition designs. Figure 6-3 Spark ignition four-stroke engines remain the most common design used in aviation today. Figure 6-4 The main parts of a spark ignition reciprocating engine include the cylinders, crankcase, and accessory housing. The intake-slash-exhaust valves, spark plugs, and pistons are located in the cylinders. The crankshaft and connecting rods are located in the crankcase. The magnetos are normally located on the engine accessory housing. In a four-stroke engine, the conversion of chemical energy into mechanical energy occurs over a four-stroke operating cycle. The intake, compression, power, and exhaust processes occur in four separate strokes of the piston. 1. The intake stroke begins as the piston starts its downward travel. When this happens, the intake valve opens and the fuel-slash-air mixture is drawn into the cylinder. 2. The compression stroke begins when the intake valve closes and the piston starts moving back to the top of the cylinder. This phase of the cycle is used to obtain a much greater power output from the fuel-slash-air mixture once it is ignited. 3. The power stroke begins when the fuel-slash-air mixture is ignited. This causes a tremendous pressure increase in the cylinder and forces the piston downward away from the cylinder head, creating the power that turns the crankshaft. 4. The exhaust stroke is used to purge the cylinder of burned gases. It begins when the exhaust valve opens and the piston starts to move towards the cylinder head once again. Even when the engine is operated at a fairly low speed, the four-stroke cycle takes place several hundred times each minute. Figure 6-5 In a four-cylinder engine, each cylinder operates on a different stroke. Continuous rotation of a crankshaft is maintained by the precise timing of power strokes in each cylinder. Continuous operation of the engine depends on the simultaneous function of auxiliary systems, including the induction, ignition, fuel, oil, cooling, and exhaust systems. The latest advance in aircraft reciprocating engines was pioneered in the mid-1960s 
by Frank the Alert, who looked to the automotive industry for answers on how to integrate diesel technology into an aircraft engine. The advantage of a diesel-fueled reciprocating engine lies in the physical similarity of diesel and kerosene. Aircraft equipped with a diesel piston engine runs on standard aviation fuel kerosene, which provides more independence, higher reliability, lower consumption, and operational cost saving. In 1999, Thiel formed Thiel Aircraft Engines, TAE, to design, develop, certify, and manufacture a brand new Jet A burning diesel cycle engine, also known as Jet Fueled Piston Engine, for the GA industry. By March 2001, the first prototype engine became the first certified diesel engine since World War II. TAE continues to design and develops diesel cycle engines and other engine manufacturers, such as Société de Modernisations Aeronautiques, SMA, now offer jet-fueled piston engines as well. TAE engines can be found on the Diamond DA-40 single and the DA-42 Twinstar, the first diesel engine to be part of the type certificate of a new original equipment manufacturer, OEM, aircraft. These engines have also gained a toehold in the retrofit market with the Supplemental Type Certificate, STC, to re-engine the Cessna 172 models and the Piper PA-28 family. The jet-fueled piston engines technology has continued to progress, and a full authority digital engine control, FADEC, discussed more fully later in this chapter, is standard on such equipped aircraft which minimizes complication of engine control. By 2007, various jet-fueled piston aircraft had logged well over 600,000 hours of service. Propeller. The propeller is a rotating airfoil subject to induced drag, stalls, and other aerodynamic principles that apply to any airfoil. It provides the necessary thrust to pull, or in some cases push, the aircraft through the air. The engine power is used to rotate the propeller, which in turn generates thrusts very similar to the manner in which a wing produces lift. The amount of thrust produced depends on the shape of the airfoil, the angle of attack of the propeller blade, and the revolutions per minute RPM, of the engine. The propeller itself is twisted so the blade angle changes from hub to tip. The greatest angle of incidence, or highest pitch, is at the hub, while the smallest angle of incidence, or smallest pitch, is at the tip. Figure 6-6 The reason for the twist is to produce uniform lift from the hub to the tip. As the blade rotates, there is a difference in the actual speed of the various portions of the blade. The tip of the blade travels faster than the part near the hub because the tip travels a greater distance than the hub in the same length of time. Figure 6-7 Changing the angle of incidence, pitch, from the hub to the tip to correspond with the speed produces uniform lift throughout the length of the blade. A propeller blade designed with the same angle of incidence throughout its entire length would be inefficient because as air speed increases in flight, the portion near to the hub would have a negative angle of attack while the blade tip would be stalled. Small aircraft are equipped with either one or two types of propeller. One is the fixed pitch and the other is adjustable pitch. Fixed pitch propeller. A propeller with fixed blade angles is a fixed pitch propeller. The pitch of the propeller is set by the manufacturer and cannot be changed. Since a fixed pitch propeller achieves the best efficiency only at a given combination of airspeed and RPM, the pitch setting is ideal for neither cruise nor climb. Thus, the aircraft suffers a bit in each performance category. The fixed pitch propeller is used when low weight, simplicity, and low cost are needed. There are two types of fixed pitch propellers, climb and cruise. Whether the airplane has a climb or cruise propeller installed depends upon its intended use. 
The climb propeller has a lower pitch, therefore less drag. Less drag results in a higher RPM and more horsepower capability, which increases performance during takeoffs and climbs, but decreases performance during cruising flight. The cruise propeller has a higher pitch, therefore more drag. More drag results in lower RPM and less horsepower capability, which decreases performance during takeoffs and climbs, but increases efficiency during cruising flight. The propeller is usually mounted on a shaft, which may be an extension of the engine crankshaft. In this case, the RPM of the propeller would be the same as the crankshaft RPM. On some engines, the propeller is mounted on a shaft geared to the engine crankshaft. In this type, the RPM of the propeller is different than that of the engine. In a fixed pitch propeller, the tachometer is an indicator of engine power. Figure 6-8. A tachometer is calibrated in hundreds of RPM and gives a direct indication of the engine and propeller RPM. The instrument is color-coded, with a green arc denoting the maximum continuous operating RPM. Some tachometers have additional markings to reflect engine and or propeller limitations. The manufacturer's recommendations should be used as a reference to clarify any misunderstanding of tachometer markings. The RPM is regulated by the throttle, which controls the fuel-slash-airflow to the engine. At a given altitude, the higher the tachometer reading, the higher the power output of the engine. When operating altitude increases, the tachometer may not show correct power output of the engine. For example, 2300 RPM at 5000 feet produces less horsepower than 2300 RPM at sea level because power output depends on air density. Air density decreases as altitude increases, and a decrease in air density, higher density altitude, decreases the power output of the engine. As altitude changes, the position of the throttle must be changed to maintain the same RPM. As altitude is increased, the throttle must be opened further to indicate the same RPM as at a lower altitude. End of part 1 of chapter 6